Hey mamas, and welcome to Nutrition for Littles, a podcast dedicated to helping you raise healthy, confident, and independent eaters. I'm Alyssa, your mama in BRD. I'm a registered dietitian and mama of two. I specialize in nutrition and feeding for infants and toddlers. Nutrition is kind of my thing, and I love sharing it. But honestly, the few seconds Instagram gives me on my stories just wasn't cutting it anymore. Join me each week right here as we go deeper and tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby-led weaning, fostering a healthy relationship with food, and so much more. I'll try to be short because mom life, but I plan on giving you real-life tactical advice and answering your actual questions. I will walk you through actionable strategies to help you protect and preserve your child's innate ability to listen to their bodies and eat intuitively. Let's jump right into today's topic. Welcome back to the podcast, Mama. I'm so excited that you're here today. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite topics to talk about. Okay, that was a lot of tease, but (laughs) you get the point. I cannot wait to share these tips with you. We are talking all about meal planning. It's one of my favorite things to talk about because I have literally spent years failing forward to get to where I am today, where I finally feel like my meal plans make sense for us. I follow them majority of the time. When I don't, I let that ish go and I just feel really good about it. So I'm super excited to share these tips with you and kind of how I plan my week, but also give you some ideas that maybe you're not implementing in your home. Um, Some of the ideas you may have heard about before, some of them are probably going to be brand new to you. So I'm excited to give it to you all in one podcast episode. There are some of these tips that you've probably have heard, and I think I wanted to still include them because I want it to be all in one place for you, just in case this is totally brand new territory for you. I have been uh, married for 10 years and primarily in charge of making especially dinners um, for the family, even when it was just back me and my husband. And so I have 10 years of experience of planning for a family, and I'm excited to share all of my knowledge with you of what works for us. Then you can take what works for you and leave the rest or try it my way and see if it fits. So the very first thing that I do is I plan one week at a time. I choose my planning day and I choose my grocery shopping day to be on the same day. This is super important because I get excited about the meals I'm about to make and they're fresh in my mind when I go to the grocery store. So I make the plan on Sunday and I usually do my grocery shopping on Sunday, whether it's in person or I order the groceries to be picked up. I do it kind of all bulk at one point. Now, some people prefer to plan the entire month, and that is totally fine too, but I enjoy planning for the week ahead of time. That's what's working really well for us. Plus, we budget for groceries per week, and this is just really helpful to not only keep the plan fresh and exciting and not something I'm already bored of because it's I've been looking at it for a month, but also keep me on budget, which is super important. Along that same tip of saving money and sticking to budget, I have learned that I need to go to one store per week. I cannot go to multiple stores to pick up my favorite this from Trader Joe's and my favorite that from King Supers and my bulk items from Costco all in one week. I will 
blow our budget. It just gets blown out of the water. So I have decided that when I go to Costco, I go to Costco and that is the only time for that month. And honestly, sometimes I try to make it six weeks. But that being said, I also, when I go to Trader Joe's, just make it work at Trader Joe's. Even if that means I have to spend a little bit more money on milk than I could save at Costco, it's worth it for me because otherwise I blow the budget, like I just said. So for me, that's what works. I go to one store and I plan for one week in advance. When I'm sitting down to plan for the week ahead, the very first thing I do is look at our family schedule. Do we have any events that week? Is there a big day, a busy day, a scheduled day, like a child, I don't know, soccer practice. I mean, not right now, but in the future, right? So maybe there's soccer practice on Thursday nights, or maybe I have a meet work meeting in late in the evening one night or whatever. So all of this stuff gets either like a star next to it, or I just know on those certain days, I'm going to pick easy meals. So if it's a busy day, if it's a hectic day, if I have a late meeting or an early morning the next day or whatever is going to impact how much time I have to cook that night to prepare food, I mark it down and I make sure to choose something either super simple or plan in leftovers for that night. Now that's another tip that I have for you. When you're planning your week, plan to have leftovers. We do it at least one day a week. It's typically Thursday nights because for us, that's the night that I work right now, recording this podcast on a late Thursday night. And I go and work from the time my husband's done with work until 10 o'clock easily. So I'm not there for dinner. So just it's automatic that it's leftover night. So plan in for leftovers. Give yourself a break, right? Plan in for takeout. Give yourself a break of dishes as well. Plan in for when your partner's in charge of the meal, or maybe you have an older child who's in charge of the meal. Plan all those things in advance to give yourself some space and some grace, honestly. So I always mark big, busy, or special days. I also mark days that are kind of low-key or laid-back days where maybe I will have the energy to try something new. That's a huge tip. I only ever, almost ever, (laughs) asterisk that, um, try a new recipe once a week, if that. There are several weeks that I don't even try anything new. And it's just like, these are my staples. This is what I know. I don't need a recipe. I don't need time. I don't need mental energy. This is what I know. But on the days that I am feeling creative, I want to schedule a new recipe on a day where I'm like, relaxed, right? I don't have crazy meetings or events or play dates or whatever. And I'm feeling like stressed and rushed to get home to have extra time to make a brand new recipe because they always take me a while the first few times that I create them. So that is a huge tip. When I used to, I don't know, look at Pinterest, I would fill up my meal plan for the week with all these crazy creative brand new recipes. And then I would burn out. And by the end of the week, we were driving down to get the local burger place, right? Because I was like, I'm not cooking again. We have no dishes left. I'm exhausted. I can't chop a freaking other onion if you paid me. So one new recipe a week tops. Recently, I tried two major fail. Don't do that. We ended up with grilled cheese. So one new recipe a week. And I just cap it at that. Okay. My next tip is to have a list, okay? An entire like list of items that are your go-to, ones you can make without a recipe or family favorites. I have them separated into three sections. I have ridiculously easy meals that like 
I'm talking like you could put cereal on this list. <laughs> Actually, I think scrambled eggs is on that list. Um, frozen food is on that list. Stuff we have on hand for a busy night that got away from me or even just if I know I'm going to be super tired for whatever reason, I even plan in those meals. It just takes one less thing off your mental load, even if you're planning something like grilled cheese, right? The easiest of easiest I can make in like 10 minutes, 10 minutes or less meals. So I have those. Then I have my like staples. These are my staple recipes that I can whip up no matter what. I feel pretty good about them. I can get them in and out usually in 30 minutes or less. And I typically have these ingredients on hand or they're part of my grocery budget every week. Then I have my meals that like I enjoy making. These are maybe a little bit fancier. Maybe someone's coming over or I just enjoy cooking it, but it's a little bit more advanced. Maybe when I need a little bit more energy, but all three categories are kept on one master list of items that I know how to make. Sometimes I forget that I made that bruschetta chicken pasta years ago because it wasn't on a list that I could remember. Oh yeah, I make that and it's good and my family enjoys it. So I keep it on a master list to reference when I'm planning for the week. The next thing that I do is I look at the weather. This is a game changer for my meal planning. So many times I was meal planning based on either what I had at home or what sounded good to me in that moment that I was planning. And I wasn't taking into account one of the top factors that affects my appetite, and that's the weather. I want comfort food when it's snowing, and I want salads when it's hot outside, and I want light meals when it's, you know, 90 degrees and I'm sweating. I am directly impacted by the weather. And I think majority of us are, including my kids. So I actually plan my meals around what the weather is going to be like. Now, of course, that changes when I'm looking on Sunday. Friday might actually be snowy when on my phone it said partly sunny or whatever. So there's some flexibility there, but it really gives me a great base point of what I might feel like cooking that day. So whether it's the weather... (laughs) weather, weather, whether it's the weather for you or something else, try to tune into what it is that impacts your, like what will satisfy you that night, what sounds good and use that to basically like forecast what you might feel like. Okay. Next tip. I'm sure we've all like heard this before somewhere. Shop your own pantry, shop your own fridge, shop your own freezer first. This is key in not only saving money, but also feeling really good about not wasting food that you have spent money on. And it cuts down your grocery bill, your planning time. Like so many of your choices are already half made because you're already looking at what you have. One of my top hacks for fridge storage, you guys have probably seen this on my Instagram, is to keep a bin of about to go bad food. (laughs) Like I need to use this up. This yogurt is going to expire. This onion I cut up last week, like all these things need to be used. And sometimes that makes my decision for me. If I can see three or four ingredients I use in a staple, it automatically gets on my plan. It is so, so helpful. The next tip is to be flexible. A lot of times I plan for the week and I do assign it a day. A, a lot of people find success not assigning it to a day. Um, so you could certainly try that. But I do like assigning it a day, but knowing that I can change it, I can totally change it. If I had plans for leftovers on Wednesday, but it's Tuesday and I don't feel like making my fish tacos, I swap it. I'm tired. I want leftovers tonight and I'll do fish tacos tomorrow. Or I decide, you know what? 
scrap it. We're not doing fish tacos. We're getting takeout and these are going back in the, not back in the freezer, but into the freezer or whatever food is about to go bad gets put in a place that it can stay good longer or I cook it up and use it a different day. So be super flexible, change your days around. This is not set in stone. The next tip to especially save money, but also help make your decisions for you is to shop seasonal food and on sale food. Typically those are one in the same shop foods that are in season. Not only will they taste better, they'll be fresher, but also it helps you make your decisions, which is really helpful. Okay. The next tip, and this one took me an embarrassingly long amount of time to catch on to, but the pad that I'm talking about, the, I use a pad uh, to mark my days and mark what we're going to have that week. I share it on Instagram a lot and I absolutely love it. I used to just tear off those pages and recycle it or let my kids draw all over it as like scrap paper. I save those now. I, I have like a home binder and I just stick them in there. So that way when I'm feeling super like not into planning, I just pull out an old weekly plan and use it for the upcoming week or use it to get ideas. What did I make, you know, last week or three weeks ago? I save it. Oh my gosh, why did this take me so long? (laughs) Now I can just recycle them for myself. So, so helpful. So literally save the copies of what your meal ideas are. Okay, this next tip comes from uh, Kendra Adachi, I think is how you say her last name, from The Lazy Genius. If you guys have not read the book, The Lazy Genius, highly, highly recommend. I think I added it to my Amazon shop. I love it so, so much. It helped me really just narrow down, honestly, what matters in any arena. So for me in the kitchen, what matters is that I have like attainable meals on the table at dinner time so we can eat as a family. Honestly, that's like my biggest goal. That's what matters most is eating together as a family. So she is all about this uh, practice called deciding once. (laughs) She says decide once. For things that stress us out, take our mental space, our energy, deciding once helps us relieve so much of the mental load of meal planning. So I want to give some examples of where we have decided once for food and meal planning specifically, but I do this in all areas of my life. And Kendra talks about this all the time. On Tuesdays, we vacuum the floor. On Mondays, I wear black. Like the simplest decisions once we offload them because we have decided once, it is so helpful. One of hers in the book was decide once on what you get a kid for their birthday. And I found this inflatable ball that has like fabric around it that you can color it. Um, Gosh, I'm explaining this so poorly, but that's my go-to gift. Anytime we're invited to a kid's birthday, that's what they're getting. Like literally that's what they're getting because it's $13.99 on Amazon. It ships in one day. And the kids, even if I got it for them last year, they likely already colored it and they could use a new one, right? They probably popped it with a pair of scissors. Anyways, totally off tangent, but it's this whole idea of deciding once. So here's some examples of how we've decided once in our home around meal planning. Pizza Fridays. Every single Friday we make pizza. That doesn't mean I can't be creative with it. It's not always cheese pizza. Sometimes it's pepperoni and uh, pineapple. Sometimes it's basil. Sometimes it's a white sauce pizza. Sometimes it's barbecue sauce pizza. More often than not, it's just pizza. Sometimes it's takeout pizza. Some nights, some nights when I have more energy, it's homemade crust pizza. Sometimes it's literally pizza bagel bites, right? Like it can be anything, but it's pizza Friday. I've decided once. Another way that we've decided once is what I already said, leftover Thursdays, and that's because I'm working. It just makes sense for us. 
Another decision where we just decided once is on Sundays, I make a meal from my like ridiculously easy section of my master list that I talked about before. So maybe it's something frozen. Maybe it's grilled cheese. It's scrambled eggs. Those are just some of them. Um, It's a ridiculously easy meal because we've had a long day. We've had a long week. I've meal planned. I've grocery shopped. I don't feel like cooking. We have church. We have small group on Sunday nights. The kids go to bed early on Sunday nights. It's a whole thing. So I make it super easy. A lot of people will assign themes to their days like Taco Tuesday or maybe it's Italian on Thursdays. Those sorts of things really help getting us in that decision-making mode. I've found it really helpful when I first decided that pizza was on Fridays. It was just Pizza Friday. We made the exact same pizza every Friday. And then when I wanted to get a little creative, I could. So later you can add more and more creativity within that guideline. And guess what? You get to decide if that guideline doesn't fit you, but it just helps reallocate your energy towards what matters, which for me is getting a meal on the table so we can eat together as a family. So that is so, so helpful. I asked my mom for any tips before I recorded this episode because she is the queen of getting in and out of the kitchen in under 30 minutes, but still having like a homemade meal always. And I'm like, okay, mom, how do you do it? And she gave me a few tips. Most of them I already had written down, but her biggest one that I currently do not follow, so I'm assuming this is my next area of failing forward, is she cooks meat and then freezes it in individual servings or like for her and my dad, right? So like a two-person serving at a time. So whenever she's cooking beef for spaghetti, she cooks two or three portions of it and then puts it in Ziploc bags or stasher bags or whatever and puts it in her freezer. And a lot of times she cooks it very blandly and then she brings it back out of the freezer, thaws it, puts it in whatever she's eating or going to make that night and then spice it then at the end. Does this make for five star or four star? How many stars are restaurants? I don't know. Five star cuisine? Probably not. But let me tell you, I have always been fed very well by her and it's such an awesome trick. And maybe it's not something you use all the time, but it's so nice to look in your freezer and see that there's already a pound of whatever already cooked up. Um, For me, I do this with rotisserie chicken from Costco. It's almost a decide one situation that every time I go to Costco, I get a rotisserie chicken. I pull it all apart. I use it for one night or whatever. And then the rest of it goes in the freezer in individual baggies. So helpful when I have a soup to put together or enchiladas and I just need to pull that out. It is It saves me so much time. If you're a meat eater, meat is always the most messy and the hardest thing to work with and probably takes the most amount of time outside of chopping a ton of veggies. I will say that can take a lot of time too. So that is my final tip is really, truly cook once, eat two times, if not three times. My favorite way to do it is whenever I'm cooking, I make it for that night. I try to make enough for at least lunch leftovers at some point during the week, if not dinner leftovers. And then even one batch for the freezer. It saves you so much time. But I will say, do not overstuff your freezer because then you'll never find anything and then nothing will get used. And one day you'll just throw it all away. So keep it light in there. (laughs) Keep your eye on that because mine has become overfull and then I just don't even want to look in there. So, okay. These were all my tips. I'm going to wrap it up because I like to keep these short, as you know, and super mom friendly, but I hope this podcast episode helps you. If it did, 
please give me a written review by scrolling down to the bottom and writing out what you thought of this episode. I would love to hear from you. I would love to know what you'd want to see more of and even share it with a mom friend. All right. I'm going to see you next week. See you later. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review. You can find more from me on Instagram at momandmerd. And please feel free to send me any questions or comments you may have by emailing me at alyssa at momandmerd.com. Until next time, mamas. Thank you.